to another great edition of Sports Club Big Day Out is what we're calling this. Why is it called Big Day Out? Well, for all the uh, lucky young athletes who were drafted over the weekend, over last weekend, it was their big day out. And uh, for the undrafted uh, rookies who signed elsewhere, undrafted free agents, uh, congratulations. And uh, good luck on everything uh, moving forward. Yes, we're going to talk NFL draft. Probably start with that, actually. Um, got some other just things here and there. A lot, really, a lot of football today. Uh, but I got some UFC, some NHL. Little update from the EPL, our friends across the pond. And, uh, of course, uh, NASCAR, who has continued to be eye racing. Uh, it's been interesting. It was great to start with, and then uh, now it's fun because of the different people who are kind of air quotes coming out of retirement, uh, but we'll uh, we'll talk about that when we get to it. Let's talk some NFL and some NFL draft because it's the biggest thing going right now. Let's be honest. That's not my opinion. That's you guys tuned in. I tuned in. Those numbers were off the charts. One advantage to having your target audience um somewhat stuck at home, forced to be at home, is, well, they watch your product whenever it's out. And so we did. Um, I would actually say, as far as the first round of the draft from last Thursday, I would say for the most part it went chalk, otherwise known as kind of went how we thought it would. You know, we knew Burrow would go first. Good pickup for Cincinnati. Um because if they didn't get a quarterback this year, they'd be getting one next year when they finish at about the same spot. They need warm bodies. That's that's the best way to put that. Right now, they need warm bodies. Um, update from them, one warm body they don't have is uh, Andy Dalton, who they released early this morning. Um, I, I'm going to go ahead and say it. That's, uh, that's a pretty crappy thing to do. We kind of knew... They were going to probably do that, but why wait until A, after the draft, which means that tells me you tried to shop him, and B, this far into free agency. I mean, right, it's between him and Cam Newton at this point, and he will probably get a job before Cam Newton because Cam wants to be a starter. Andy Dalton, I, I'll be honest, the first two places that come to mind immediately that should inquire teams that he would upgrade by being the backup quarterback and would – uh, in being the backup where he could step in if something happened to the starter or be a uh, mentor, as as it were, to the, the, the current starter there. The two places that I immediately thought of were the Dallas Cowboys, not home run out, that was the Dallas Cowboys, and the Atlanta Falcons. Matt Schaub's getting up there. Why not? In in no way is Matt Ryan afraid of Matt Schaub. In no way is Dak Prescott afraid of Cooper Rush. In no way should either one of them be scared of Andy Dalton. But if Andy Dalton is the backup and something happens to Dak, like he starts to hold out, or he uh, he you know God forbid actually gets injured, I feel okay with Andy Dalton taking over. They are similar quarterbacks. 
the reason why I thought Dallas was immediate fit was he went to school at TCU where he was an icon. He was a superhero. Why not bring him home? If you bring him here to Atlanta, it's the same way. Matt Ryan is not going to be afraid so much that he could take his job. Uh, but if something happens to Matt, because Matt has got dinged up a couple times, he's been pretty good for the most part. He's going to get dinged up. Um, Andy Dalton steps in and plays and can play a similar style to where you're not missing much. And like I said, Matt Schaub's getting old. you got to start thinking about these things. So that's the two places immediately come to mind there. Uh, obviously, if you, if you like it, don't like it, um, agree, disagree, send me a message. Let me know what you think. Let's go back to the draft. Uh, like I said, first round pretty much went chalk, Burrow to Cincinnati. Uh, Chase Young, a generational pass rusher, goes to Washington. And supposedly everybody from the Falcons to a couple other people had inquired about trying to move up and get Chase Young. And no, the, you got to give Washington credit. You know, they they stuck to their guns and they said, no, this is this is our guy. Uh, you know, we go third. I mean, I'm not going to go down the entire first round, but, uh, you know, uh, Jeff Kuda. Uh, was Andrews who went the the lineman from Georgia who went to the Giants? Uh, the Dolphins take Tua. Yeah, they wanted to do that for two years. Um, uh, oh, Andrew Thomas, not Andrews. Andrew Thomas. So yeah, uh, Justin Herbert to the Chargers. Once again, the, these those could have been interchangeable. Those last two, but I, I very much think they got who they wanted. Um, the Panthers are building their defense back. That makes sense. Isaiah Simmons, Arizona. I can't believe he fell like that. He could have been third, fourth, fifth, anywhere in there. But with the needs that others needed, that, that made a lot of sense. Um, Jacksonville taking a corner. Yeah, they've lost a couple big ones in the last year. So that makes a lot of sense. Plus, Jacksonville's going for a quarterback next year. It's, it's between them, maybe the Patriots. And I don't know. We'll see what shakes out after that. Not many people are going to need one next year. And you've got two highly touted ones. Plus, there will be two or three more that come out of nowhere. Um, Makai Becton to the Jets. That makes sense. Uh, Rugs being the first one off the board is interesting. It's not that surprising because the Las Vegas Raiders, with their first ever first-round pick, went. Al Davis. I don't know if Mark Davis and John Gruden had anything to do with with uh, that particular theme, but great Al Davis would have picked Henry Ruggs possibly first overall. He loves that burner speed. Um, I very much think San Francisco uh, in trading out of 13 to go to 14. Uh, Tampa Bay ends up getting their tackle to protect to protect Tom Brady. That makes a lot of sense. 
you know, I talked about a lot of this on, let's see. No, we haven't had a show since then. Talk about this a lot on other, in other avenues. Uh, but I do think San Francisco very much in sitting at 14 looked to see that their good buddies, the Atlanta Falcons, were at 16, and they said, I think we're going to take their guy because they took Javon Kenlaw, which is basically the DeForest Bugner Jr. He basically traded him, or they traded DeForest Bugner, you know. Uh, they needed a defensive tackle, and they pretty much took one that's just the, the – um, I'm not going to say cheaper because it's not quality. It's No, it's price. The less expensive. Uh, Jerry Judy, the Broncos. We'll talk about the Falcons draft here in a minute. C.D. Lamb falling to the Cowboys. Look out. They are going to try to put up some points this year. Um, what were some? Uh, Cesar Ruiz, to the, the center from Michigan to the Saints. If he's even half to two-thirds as good, then it's, uh, yeah, they, they're they good at picking those linemen. They're good at finding them in the right spots. And the Saints are still probably the pick of the litter in this division. Um, now, of course, we can't get out of here without. Uh, now, I like Kansas City sticking to the 32 spot. They took Clyde. Edward Solaire, the running back from LSU. They are um, they are uh, just boosting their offense again. They might score 45 points. It may just be the way they want to do it this year. I don't know. But the one we have to talk about where – Green Bay moved up from number, what, 30? Yeah. They moved up from 30 to the number 26 spot, supposedly because the Colts were about to come up as well as what I heard. But they come up and took the Utah State quarterback, Jordan Love. What does that mean? There's a couple thoughts on this. I've heard a couple thoughts on this. And uh, first of all, first of all, if you're Aaron Rodgers, you're not happy. You needed weapons. They got you. Um, they got you a replacement. Possibly. Once again, there's a couple thoughts on this. If you're Aaron Rodgers, you can take the Troy Aikman approach. Because Aikman had a top quarterback drafted right behind him while he was the starter in Dallas. And he just outworked the guy every day to where they had to trade him because he couldn't get on the field. There is also, and this is more up Aaron's alley. You can you know at this point that between the next two to three years, your time in Green Bay is probably done. Now, you can pout and be kind of a... Uh, be kind of a little jack wagon about it. I don't think that's what he's going to do. You can go out there and continue to play and outshine and do all the big things you do and, and do everything you can do. And uh, you can 
you can basically just know that a you're not going to finish your your career more than likely unless he retires, but not more than likely in Green Bay. My initial guess out of the gate, just off the top of my head, would be the Rams in two to three years. Just think about it. He's he's from California. That's the team over there that's going to need the uh, the quarterback next. Because he's not going to go to San Francisco. I, 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 he could, but uh, yeah, I don't I don't know. I I really look for at that time move on from Jared Goff. You bring in bring in Aaron Rodgers as uh, one of the last key pieces. But um, this is also, this is a thought I heard. And it makes sense. This is Matt LaFleur saying we were within a few minutes of beating San Francisco, except we couldn't stop their running game. So, instead, we're going to set up our team like them. It seems to me that you take Jordan Love, who is uh, above average, but uh, not super top level, but above average. You know, uh, he's a project, so we're not sure exactly where he's going to fall, but uh, above average, uh, above middle of the pack, you know, slightly top of the middle of the pack. Could be. Uh, you take somebody like him, and you get a lot of running backs. You really beef up your offensive line. You go very run heavy, like San Francisco. It makes a lot of sense. Um, you're kind of wasting Aaron Rodgers when you do that, but it'll take a couple years to set up that sort of team anyway. And in the process of doing that, you let Aaron be Aaron, and you uh, continue to move in that general direction. So, So, it's an interesting pick, sure. Because, yes, this is the same. Uh, let's see, Aaron's 34. Brett Favre was 35 when this happened to him. Uh, but they weren't going in a different direction. This, uh, this it's just going to be entertaining to watch. Put it that way, entertaining to watch. And uh, I think I got Aaron's back on this one. Um, Green Bay, you you might have made the chip on his you might have made the chip on his shoulder a little bigger, but the the one that that he put on the other one he put on the one that's on the other shoulder is directed at you. So enjoy that. In fact, the only uh, skill position that they drafted outside of quarterback. You know, technically, they have not drafted a skill position player in the last 15 years, the last being Aaron Rodgers, in the first, you know, as far as in the first round. Um, <laughs> then they do it 15 years later by drafting his potential replacement. Uh, the only skill position player that they drafted outside of Jordan Love was a running back later in the rounds. Yeah. Let's start with the Falcons draft. The Falcons, um, they they had needs at corner, defensive line, linebacker, offensive line, and running back. Okay. They go A.J. Terrell. He was a corner. He's from Clemson. 
You got Marlon Davison, who is an edge rusher from Auburn. Okay, so so far they've done the first two needs. They take uh, Matt Hennessy from Temple. He is a center. Once again, addressing a need. They take uh, Michael Walker from Fresno State. He's a linebacker. Once again, in the needs. They take uh, safety, safety and corner. I got put in the same thing. Jalen Hawkins from Cal. And then um, they take a punter out of Syracuse, Sterling Hoffrichter. Okay. Okay. Here's my, my thoughts on, on any draft. Your first three rounds or so, sometimes into the fourth, but your first three rounds, those are the guys you're pretty sure are going to pan out, pretty sure are going to be on your team, and at least half of them are probably going to be starters in the first year or so. Fourth round through the seventh round, you are uh, hoping that these guys either become depth or that maybe one rises to the top. And uh, undrafted free agents, you're sometimes camp bodies, and also you're just trying to see uh, what may have been overlooked. Uh, because sometimes people will have that fire from not being drafted and uh, go from there. So as far as this draft goes, uh, Terrell, Marlon Davison, and probably Matt Hennessy will definitely be competing for probably starter, if not uh, backup jobs at the very least, start with. Uh, Michael Walker, uh, Jalen Hawkins, and, I mean, Hoffrichter more than likely will be the punter. But uh, Michael Walker and Jalen Hawkins actually have legitimate shots to not only make the team but but uh, uh, get some, some on-field time. So I, I very much like everybody that they picked. Uh, they could have gotten a few more picks, I think. But, you know, as far as the, the overall depth of their draft, Falcons did okay. Falcons did okay. Now let's see what they do with it once everything opens up. But, um, yeah, I don't think it was that bad. I, I really don't. Because some of the other things you need to address, running back, backup quarterback, things like that, you can address either in free agency or you see – who other people cut. Because when cut day happens, when you see a lot of swaps. Somebody that has eight running backs cuts two, you end up getting one. You know, things like that happen. Uh, let's see. Let's stay in the NFL. Roger Goodell has reduced his salary to $0 because of the, um, the uh, coronavirus and things like that. I believe he is urging, or urging and encouraging Others within the league office to, you know, take pay cuts uh, to to help not only in, you know, help save money, but to, uh, you know, potentially help those in need. I don't have a problem with this at all. A lot of people say that Roger Goodell is is awful and he should uh, not be in charge and all these other things. Who would you get? Who would you get? This has been doing a better job than he has. He's Has he been the best? No. Is he the worst? Go. He's not even close to being the worst. Same, I say the same thing in the NHL about Gary Bettman. Is Gary Bettman the best commissioner? No. Is he the worst? No. Is he somewhere in between? Yes. Is he continuing to progress the game? Yes. So that is what we're looking at. Goodell's doing a good job, in my opinion. It's um, You don't know who you might get, so stick with the one you know. Uh, the Falcons did decline Tack McKinley's fifth-year option. That does not necessarily mean that they are done with him. What that means is at the end of this year, this contract is done. 
if they sign him during the season, if they, uh, you know, they could re re-sign him once he, once he, uh, finishes this contract. There's so many options. That doesn't necessarily mean they're done with him. It just means that based off they, whatever the fifth year was going to be, they were not comfortable paying him that to do his job. Not necessarily a bad thing, not necessarily a good thing. You know, it's, uh, just, they declined the option. Uh, Jameis Winston has signed a $1.1 million plus incentive contract with the New Orleans Saints. He is basically the new Teddy Bridgewater over there. I like the move. For one, he wants to stick it to Tampa. He can do that twice a year. And two, he learns under Sean Payton and Drew Brees, arguably one of the best one-two combos in the league. Uh, they very much, Sean Payton is, is offensive oriented. He is very hands-on, uh, quarterback friendly. So if anybody can resurrect Jameis, uh, he's, he's going to give it a good shot. Plus we know Drew Brees has already signed what an NBC contract for next year, or he's already, it's already agreed upon. So with this being his last year, if Jameis puts his ducks in a row, he's better than Taysom Hill. I don't care what Taysom Hill thinks. He's a utility player. And I don't they might give him the opportunity to try to earn the starting gig, but he's he's not the starter over Jameis Winston. All they have to do is get Jameis to not so throw not throw so many interceptions. I mean threw for what? Five thousand yards and thirty touchdowns last year. If he would have threw ten less interceptions, if he threw five less interceptions, if he threw ten less, that had been one of the better years for a for a quarterback in a long time. Those are solid options he has there. So Jameis of the Saints, I like it. I like it. That like I said, that now leaves um, Andy Dalton and Cam Newton as the big free agents out there because Brian Hoyer was signed earlier. So we'll just uh, we'll see where the chips fall. And then lastly. Clay Matthews has filed a grievance versus the Rams for the money he, that they owe him. Now, they owe Todd Gurley, too. And Les Snead says, yeah, we're going to make that right. We're going to make that good. Well, how about doing it now? Imagine that um, a work bonus that you earn, doesn't matter what it is, no matter how much it is, a work bonus that you earn, let's say if I said after you completed your today's work, when you get to the end of the day, you get a work bonus, and you get to the end of the day, and you're looking for that bonus. You've made the company so much more extra money, that's why you're getting this bonus. And then they lay you off to, tomorrow. I hope not, because a lot of people are getting laid off right now. But then, then you get laid off tomorrow, and you're like, hey, but you still owe me that bonus. Oh, yeah, we owe you that bonus. Oh, yeah, yeah it's coming. Yeah, we're going to make it right. Well, uh... This uh, this kind of goes back to the the government things and the bank things and stuff stuff like that. Um, you know, credit card, credit card wants their payment on the day they say, but if they ever owe you money, boy, they take their time getting it to you. That's what the Rams are doing here. I have no idea why they're dragging their feet. Play, pay Clay Matthews his money, pay Todd Gurley his money. That is what you need to be doing. That is the right thing and the professional thing to do. And the longer you take to do that, you are telling potential free agents and your current players that you are going to be difficult to deal with, and they will not 
stay or come to the LA Rams organization. You start running people off now, good luck finding players down the road. I don't care how good McVay is. I don't care if you do get, you know, I said Aaron Rodgers in a couple years might be interested in being a Los Angeles Ram. Not if you treat people like this, because he, he may wonder where his first paycheck's going to come from. Make it right, Rams. You got to make it right. Uh, let's see. Quick, quick note. Uh, the uh, yeah, the Georgia Swarm uh, championship game is going to be shown on ATLCW this Saturday. I do not know the time, uh, but check that. My mat, I would imagine somewhere between mid afternoon to early evening, between four, five, six, eight, somewhere in there. Uh, but it is the championship game that they won a couple years ago. Uh, I encourage everybody to watch it. Uh, we're going to be watching it here. Uh, congratulations to them once again on winning. They might have won this year. Who knows? But we'll have to see next year now. Um, let's go to NHL next. Just a quick note, the Blackhawks fired President and CEO John McDonough. He had been there since 2007. You could argue things have been going downhill for many years, and uh, he was kind of one of the last dominoes left uh, to potentially to uh, fall there. So uh, Blackhawks fans rejoice. John McDonough is no longer there. Now you need to carefully choose uh, your next leader to make uh, better decisions and uh, get the Blackhawks back up where they were. Uh, the EPL, the English Premier League, they have decided to play the remaining 92 games starting in July from the last I heard. They may move that up to June, but... But uh, as of now, I heard July. They're going to try to play all the remaining 92 games. Now, before you say that, that's not, oh, how are they going to do that? That's 92 total among all the teams in the top-tier league. So if you, let's see. See, they're probably on any given week. There are, let's say, what, 12 games? Then in two months, so July and August, they would be done. So, I mean, EPL, they'll probably get it done in two weeks. I mean, in uh, two months. I don't know what kind of what kind of uh, playoff system they do at that point. They, they might do a lot of stuff. But, uh, yeah, they're going to play all the remaining 92 games and go from there.
Uh, let's see. Let's let's go NASCAR. Then we'll we'll finish with UFC because there's some UFC stuff to iron out. Uh, NASCAR. Matt Kenseth and Ryan Newman. Ryan Newman, who can officially race again. Matt Kenseth, who has taken over Kyle Larson's ride, the 42. Uh, they are not only active drivers now. They um, have been granted playoff waivers where they can compete in the playoffs. I believe given. Uh, what's going on? Because I believe, uh, given the current setup, they wouldn't qualify because they wouldn't have logged enough uh, laps or finishes or, or something like that. So they've been given special waivers to where they can um, they can compete in, in for uh, playoff contention, I believe. And of course, we had the Talladega I race. Um. Jeff Gordon comes out of retirement to run this race and finds himself on the fence. And not on the fence like he could go one way or the other. No, he found himself, like his race car, on the fence. And uh, his day ended earlier than he wanted it to. Congratulations to Alex Bowman, who won the iRace in Talladega. That's everything I got. Everything I've got. There's a lot going on. We are trying to line up some fun guests to potentially be on here. Um, it doesn't have to be sports guests. If there are people that you think uh, or that you would like me to speak to, would like to hear from on this show, feel free. Let me know. You guys know how to uh, to how to find us on all the social media. Uh, appreciate everybody with the reviews and everything else. Um, it's fun each and every week to come on here and talk sports with you guys. Of course, Strong Style will be coming later on this weekend. Our new wrestling show and everything like that. But I am Jeremy the Impact York. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of Sports Club. Big day out. We will see you guys next week. Take care of yourselves. Deuces, gooses. Shaking it, it's like Congo, man. I'm shaking the 